Welcome to Abundant Life Chapel's online street live stream. I'm glad that you could join us today, wherever you are or whoever you're with. What we, I want you to know that God's presence is with all of us, right here, right now, in this moment. And because God is sovereign, He's all-powerful, He's all-knowing, and He's ever-present, we can take comfort knowing that He is in control of all things. And so we can take to heart what Paul wrote in 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and a sound mind. And because of, what God, of God's perfect love for us, we can be rest assured with these words written in John, 1 John chapter 4, 18. There is no fear in love, but perfect love drives out fear. Before we dive into the fourth bodybuilder of, of this series, I want to pray for us all today. Let's bow our heads. Heavenly Father, it gives me great peace to know that in these uncertain times you are in control, that we don't have to live in fear wondering what's going to happen next, that because of Jesus and all he did for us by dying on the cross, rising from the grave, we can all have abundant life through him because he lives we can face tomorrow. My fear is gone because you hold our future. And our lives are worth living all because of the hope that is found in Jesus. Father, today I ask that you would be with all of those who are feeling anxious, lonely, and fearful, or depressed because of the inconveniences this coronavirus has caused in our society with cancellations, shutdowns, and social distancing. I pray that in the days and weeks to come, we would experience things that would be unexpected at this time, like random acts of kindness and good deeds, expressions of love and compassion, a sense of unity in our community, peace instead of grief, hopefulness instead of hopelessness, connectedness instead of loneliness. I pray healing on those that are suffering from this virus or any other illness or disease. I pray that your will be done here on earth as it is in heaven. And that you would use each one of us to bring life, light, and hope to everyone around us. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. I have contemplated whether or not to steer away from our message series this week but came to the conclusion that I think we could use a little bit of normalcy right now. And that might be the best prescription. So we'll continue with our bodybuilders series. As important as it is to care for our bodies, uh, ment uh, physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually, it's imperative to care for each other, the body of Christ, the church. The body of Christ is not limited to one specific church or, or denomination, but it's every church and every denomination that professes Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior to the world, believes that He is the one true Son of God, and teaches the Word of God, the Bible. Those churches, those denominations are all part of the body of Christ. The Apostle Paul said this around 55 AD. He said in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 12, the human body is made of many parts, but many parts make up the one whole body. So it is with the body of Christ. One of the things that occurs in the, uh, in the body is that when one part hurts, the entire body, they feel it. No more, uh, uh, no more than ever is a good time 
than right now uh, to be a part of the body of Christ because you're not alone. But now more than ever, as the body of Christ, we have a great opportunity that is before us to reach out into our community and reach the needs of people around us. We've, uh, we're many parts working together as one body. The fourth body builder in this series is greet one another. Because of social distancing has been Im implemented in our society to hinder the spread of COVID virus or, or the COVID-19 virus, greeting one another has become a little tricky. So bear with me today as we examine the words of Paul, a first century follower of Jesus, who wrote these words in Romans chapter 16, verse 16. Greet one another with a holy kiss. All the churches of Christ send greetings. Now, before we get into that whole kissing part of this passage, let's look at the first part of what Paul is actually saying here. Greet one another. What is implied here is that we should take initiative to greet others and not expect others to greet us. Sometimes we can get all bent out of shape thinking that others are unfriendly when in actuality it's us who are unfriendly. Paul is encouraging all of his listeners, whether back then in the first century or even today in the, 20th, uh, the 21st century, is to take the initiative in greeting others. In Proverbs 18.24, it says this in the New King James Version, a man who has friends must find himself to be friendly. Uh, or sorry, a man who friend, has friends must himself be friendly. I love going to new churches and meeting new people. Uh, and in fact, I like to play this little game when I go to new churches. I like to personally out-greet the greeters. Something else that can be easily happen in our church circles, or any gathering of people for that matter, is we often gravitate to those we know. And really, that's not a bad thing. People will, will gravitate to those that they have friendships with, or, or things that they have in common, and, and that. But but we're also to be mindful and intentional, mindful of new people coming to church and also intentional in greeting them and making them feel welcome. When I'm visiting with people at our church in our church foyer, uh, I'm always, my eyes are always scanning the premises, looking for new people that have, maybe it's their first time to church. And I want to make sure that I intentionally make them feel welcome and warm. Give them a warm greeting. And sometimes, well, if I'm visiting with some of you, you'll, you'll find that I'll interrupt our conversation or, or excuse myself from our conversation just to go greet that new person. And so please don't get offended when I do that. And when I'm scanning the area, I'm still engaged in our conversation together. All right, for those of you who are tuning in today and you've never been to our church, I pray that one day we'll get to meet each other face to face. Paul in Romans chapter 16, verse 16, talks about the importance of greeting one another. The second part of this in, uh, in Romans 16, 16 is with a holy kiss. Now, years ago, after my high school graduation, I had the privilege to go to Barcelona, Spain on a missions trip. Yes, I suffered for Jesus in one of the most picturesque places of our world. And it was a short-term missions trip uh, during the 1992 Summer Olympics. There were many teams from Canada that went to do street evangelizing and, and to evangelize people from all, all, all over the world that would gather in Barcelona, Spain. 
and we learned very quickly uh, that a kiss on either cheek was a common greeting there. Now, it wasn't so popular when it came to greeting another hombre, but not so bad when greeting a mujer. But here's the deal. Paul says, greet one another with a holy kiss. Well, what's a holy kiss? Well, I'm glad that you asked that question. God, or Paul, what Paul is referring to is not a passionate kiss that we would share with our spouses, but rather a kiss without any sexual overtones attached to it. As I mentioned last week, the church in Rome was a very diverse community. It was made up of, of Jews and Gentiles, uh, slaves and free people, and rich and poor and, and strong and weak. So it was difficult for them to accept one another as equals. And because of their racial and economic differences, it was hard not to show favoritism towards some and not others. So Paul is instructing... Uh, it, it, so Paul instructing them to greet one another with a holy kiss was kind of a big deal. Now Paul isn't mandating a particular style of greeting here, nor is his emphasis on a form of greeting. His focal point here would be a holy and sincere form of greeting. He's teaching that we should greet one another without partiality. And it should be sincere and heartfelt. In our culture, that would come in maybe a form of a handshake or even a hug. With our time remaining, I want to share with you three positive things that can happen when we greet one another in a sincere way. Number one, acknowledge others. Acknowledge others. Romans 16, 3-7 says this, Greet Priscilla and Aquila, my co-workers in Christ Jesus. They risked their lives for me. Not only I, but all the churches of the Gentiles are grateful for them. Greet also the church that meets at their house. Greet my fr dear friend Eponidas, uh, and, uh, who was one of the first converts to Christ in the province of Asia. Greet Mary, who worked very hard for you. Greet Andrew. Uh, Andronicus, Andronicus, and Junia, or Junia, sorry, <laughs> butchering these names. Uh, my, my fellow Jews uh, who have been in prison with me, they are outstanding among the apostles, and they were in Christ before I was. If we were to dig a little deeper into these names, I think we would find that many of the names here, some of the names here were, were, were slaves, some others were women, and others were, had little. Uh, uh, influence or power in that day. See, Paul isn't name-dropping the elite. No, he's naming common, ordinary people. He's putting the spotlight on those who serve faithfully, usually outside of the spotlight. Now, it's amazing what a bit of acknowledgement can do. People like to feel appreciated and valued. Many of us serve uh, not looking for a pat on the back, but, but when we receive one, it encourages us to keep on keeping on. I believe that the followers of Jesus, Christians, should be the most welcoming and friendliest of, peop of all people around. That we don't wait to be greeted, uh, that we instead initiate greeting others. Especially when it comes to new people entering into our gathering spaces. So during this time of social distancing and protecting others' uh, health, let's find ways to greet one another by acknowledging each other, whether by phone or, or texting or, or messaging, emailing, FaceTiming, or even doing the, the drive-by wavings. 
whatever it is, whatever it looks like, let's be intentional and creative in our greetings by acknowledging those uh, we know and those we are getting to know better. A second thing that we can do to greet one another in a sincere, a sincere way is commend others. Romans chapter 16, verses 1 and 2 says, I commend to you our sister Phoebe, a deacon of the church in Sincrea. I ask, to, I ask you to receive her in the Lord in a, wor- a way worthy of his people and to give her any help that she may need from you. For she has been the benefactor of many people, including me. Paul is commending Phoebe's character and testimony. He's stating that she's Uh, that she is actively involved in the church, and that she has a big heart for all of those who are in need. Uh, Paul was actually even one of those people, and and he's showing her respect. He's honoring her. He's edifying her. He's building her up. Each of us has the power to either build each other up or tear each other down. Paul's uh, commendation is public and and, and an open uh, praise, if you will, Some may think that if we honor or lift up some people, uh, we're actually robbing God of His glory. Well, that's hardly the case. When When we faithfully train our children and teach them good behavior, to respect others, and to develop good habits, people are going to notice that sort of thing. And if someone comes up to us and says, wow, your children are so respectful and and well-behaved, what would your response be? Would it go something like this? Well, Why are you uh, commending them for their behavior? We're the one that deserved the praise. We're the one that deserved the accolades. We're the ones that trained them. We gave up our blood, sweat, and tears. These gray hairs, each and every one of them, has been earned. Why commend our children? Commend us instead. But that's not how we would respond at all, is it? Instead, we would just beam with pride inside, knowing that any accolades that they receive are a reflection of everything we poured into them. So I believe when we publicly honor people for their good deeds and godly character, I believe that God our Father beams with pride. Beams with pride. And listen, you might be a person that doesn't handle affirmation well. Maybe you kind of even get a little embarrassed or uncomfortable by it and, and, and try to write it off quickly. But can I suggest something? Something that I've learned. I've had an older pastor speak this into me, and, and I want to just speak it into you as well, is that when somebody comes up to you and, and affirms you or praises you or honors you or commends you in public or in private, just say two words. Say thank you. Say thank you. And when you're alone with God in private, thank Him. Thank Him. The last thing we can do to greet one another in a sincere way is express affection. Romans 16, 16, greet one another with a holy kiss. Now, again, don't get sidetracked on the whole kissing thing. As I said before, a kiss was a common greeting back then in that culture, same as like today in our culture, shaking hands or giving a hug. But notice how a heartfelt greeting, whether a handshake or a gentle hug, involves human touch. It involves human touch. You see, the need for human touch is, a real, is as real today as it's ever been. Jesus knew, right, that he, he knew this. And, and so he reached out and touched what, they, what would be classified the untouchables. He touched the lepers, and nobody would dare touch a diseased leopard. 
and, and, and he touched kids. And adults at that time really didn't have much regard for children back then. And he even reached out and touched tax collectors, the most despised people of society. He touched them. And, and today in our society, in the 21st century, we have untouchables in our society too. Those who yearn for genuine and sincere human touch or affection. I believe it's important for us to express sincere affection in creative ways, right? In creative ways uh, that communicates our genuine love and appreciation and, and concern for others. Especially today as we're encouraged to be socially distancing ourselves from one another. Jesus said this in John 13, 35. He says, your love for one another will prove to the world that you are my disciples. When we greet others in our church by acknowledging them, commending them, and expressing affection towards them, we build up the body of Christ. When we do this outside the church walls, I believe that people will step even closer to Jesus. In the next days, weeks, and months, however long this whole uh, coronavirus thing lasts, let's all be intentional in greeting one another by checking in with each other. Let's, let's pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you for your word that never returns void. And Lord, I pray for those that especially right now are feeling lonely, are feeling inconvenienced or agitated because of what's going on in our world. But Lord, let us be reminded that, and encouraged that you have overcome the world. And so today, Father, I pray that as the body of Christ, though we're scattered, Lord, that, that, that there is going to be some really cool things that are going to happen. God, I believe that your church is going to advance during this time. I think in this time especially, your word is going to be uh, uh, spread out even more, Lord. So God, I thank you for what you're planning in this time. Lord, let us, the body of Christ, be faithful and obedient to what you have for us. So God... I pray peace upon all. I pray healing for those that are needing it. I pray encouragement that are for those that are feeling down and out, Lord. And I pray, God, that we would be the church and the body of Christ that you've called us to be. In Jesus' holy name, amen.